Hello, everybody. Welcome to the huddle. I hope you're having a good week so far. And I know Neil and I, we are, uh, it's it's already Wednesday, but man, I've been every day I wake up, it just seems like I'm a little bit happier. Just I mean, that, that Bucks Bills game we were at, Neil, just every time I think about it, it just puts a smile on my face. Are you still, are you still kind of living in that moment? Absolutely. Especially when I, I got to work Monday morning, everybody was asking me how it was and I just started thinking back, you know, and you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, you guys saw it on TV, but, you know, and, you know, they're like, oh, it was a great game. You know, I watched, I watched the entire game on TV. It's like, imagine being there, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, we'll definitely touch on that game later. We're not going to spoil anything, but I will say this. History was made. And if you're not aware what that history is, keep on listening. We're going to share about that later. So <laughs> it's it's pretty incredible. So we're both pretty happy. And how'd your fantasy teams do, Neil? Uh, ex- uh, excellent uh, in one league. Uh, my most importantly, my no pun intended, I, I finally got the bye. So I am the number two seed. So I will hopefully, you know, it comes at a good time because Josh Allen's a little banged up and uh you know so uh you know hopefully he can get healthy uh and uh yeah that's exciting so that week that league i gotta buy the other league i will have to play uh this week um so um as my mother and my father actually were the one and two seed in that <laughs> league so um i'm gonna have to play and, and hopefully we'll, we'll we'll pull it out there and see so what about you travis uh I know one lead was tough, but yeah, I I end up losing the last two weeks. All I had to do was win one of two weeks to f- finish out the regular season and have a first round bye, but couldn't manage to do that. So I have the most points scored in the league. I'm sitting at the fourth seed, but hey, I'm still in playoffs. I got Jonathan Taylor back this week and Waddle, so I will see if I can make a run without having that first first round bye. <laughs> I, I've done it before, so we'll see if I can do it again. Uh, I was able to. I had a win, and I'm in the playoffs or a lose, and I'm out game last week, and I had some players uh, show up. So I'm in the playoffs in that league. I got a first-round buy in another league, uh, first-round buy in another league, and then I, um, I think I guaranteed myself a playoff spot in my fifth league. So I will be in playoffs in all five of my leagues this year. Got first-round buys in a cup, two of them. So it's good. It's exciting. It's, uh, it's a successful year if I can make playoffs in all five. So, Absolutely. Well done. So that's nice. But we had some fun games this weekend. We're going to start with the Thursday night game. This was Steelers versus the Vikings. And let me tell you, <laughs> uh, I watched – it was about – it's about midnight, and I'm skipping through the game, and um, the Vikings are just destroying the Steelers. And I'm like, oh, this this is what we needed. This is what we just go in. We're at home. We just crush a team. And so it was 29 to zero. Kid you not, 29 to zero. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, they got this in the bag. And I have Najee Harris going to the league. And I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind to see Najee just, you know, just punch a touchdown in here. We're up 29 points. We can't blow this lead. And he gets like a little touchdown. Like, oh, there we go. But for some reason, the, the Vikings almost blew a 29-0 lead as they only won 36-28. to The Steelers had a good shot at tying the game up in the fourth. But Harrison Smith uh, popped the ball out of Pat Fryermuth's hands in the end zone as time expired and the Vikings were able to come away with the win, but Dalvin cook with 205 yards and two touchdowns coming back, I think 11 days after he hurt his shoulder, just having a monster game. Uh, Kirk cousins was 
kind of bad in the second half. It seemed like he could not throw the football, hit Justin Jefferson. Jefferson was, it seemed like he was open every play. He still had a good stat line, seven for 79 in the touchdown, but 15 targets could have been a much better game for him. And uh, for Steelers, Roethlisberger played a very nice game. He's starting to play well. And Najee, a couple touchdowns, one on the ground, one through the air, and 20 carries, 94 yards. So a good game for him as well. But, oh, man, just a scary game for Vikes fans. Yeah, uh, finally he thought uh, the Vikings were going to, Finally win a game uh, that didn't stress you out. But, uh, no, they, they, they let the Steelers right back in it, like you said. and Just some, some different things. I think I'll start with uh, Harrison Smith. Uh, like you said, he, he knocked down that pass. Uh, Pat Firemuth was, uh, pretty much had it. Uh, and, you know, I just think that Harrison Smith is one of those guys that's just so underrated on the Vikings that a lot oh, of people – uh, you know, look past because you guys got Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and, you know, and, and, and Patrick Peterson and certain guys like that are maybe not that Harrison Smith isn't a big name, but a guy that to me gets overlooked and, but it's been really consistent for the Vikings and, and just continues to make a play like that. So that's a guy I just wanted to shout out, like Travis said, and uh, you know, Dalvin Cook, you know, what, 27 carries, 205 <laughs> yards, like, you know that, and only on twenty-seven carries too. So he really was when he had the ball. I would love. I mean, maybe Travis can find what his average was per yeah, he, attempt, but it, it's got to be up there. Oh, seven point six. I think I found it. Right? Is that what you got? Crazy. I am not there yet. But oh, yeah, okay. but yeah, I think crazy. I got seven point six yep. average. Seven, so seven point six. Yep. That is. <laughs> that is a healthy average right there. So <laughs> huge game for him. And I was going against him. So I, I was up to a rough start of my fantasy kind of there. But um, yeah, Kirk Cousins, just like, like Travis mentioned, I missed some throws when I was watching a game to Justin Jefferson that I would have liked to see him back. And I think Justin Jefferson made it pretty, I think one play, Justin Jefferson got missed. And you could you could kind of hear Jefferson kind of expressing <laughs> his, uh, his anger on that. But it, it can be frustrating. But yeah. Still a solid game for him. And, um, you know, for Pittsburgh, the only thing I'll comment on was uh, Chase Claypool. My, my man's caught a uh, first down with the, you know, late last seconds there of the game. And um, it's just kind of where your ego gets in the way a little bit, where he gets the first down. And instead of trying to hurry like most people do to get the ball to the ref, he makes a little first down symbol with his hands and <laughs> then kind of turns around and then the, his offensive lineman hits him and the ball goes loose. And I saw where, you know, in this interview, he tried to, he kind of blamed his offensive lineman. I thought, dude, come on, man. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you, you're the one that celebrated, but yeah, tough for them. Not uh, Thankfully or not thankfully uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they, they they still had a chance if it wasn't for Harrison Smith. So, but yeah, huge yeah. game for the Vikings and yeah. Whew. We're still, we're still in the race. So mm-hmm. yeah, we won't spend that much time on every game, but uh, that game had to be spent time on. <laughs> we had to just, we had to stress how stressful <laughs> that game was in the fourth quarter. But yep. uh, next up we have the Dallas Cowboys against the Washington football team. What were your uh, takeaways in that game? Yeah, my takeaways is uh, Michael Parsons. Um, yeah. You know, the Cowboys, uh, you know, he thought that they kind of lost in on the draft, right? When they, they you know, Patrick Satane goes to the Broncos and J.C. Horn goes to the Panthers. And you're like, then the Cowboys trade back and you're like, yeah, they, they definitely lost their guy. Well, 
I think they'll be pretty happy with how he's been playing. Um, you know, had a uh, strip sack fumble and was just was a menace uh, to Taylor Heineke, uh, who's a quarterback for the Washington, uh, all day. And um, it was it was a tough day for Heineke. His top receiver went out during the game, Terry, uh, which is not going to help his cause at all. But not much happening for Washington and and, and for Dallas. Just real quickly, I think uh, the only thing I would like to see. Uh, offensively is I think Dak Prescott's got to start playing better ever since he got hurt uh, a couple weeks ago. He's just hasn't really been himself. Uh, you know, I think in the Raiders game, he looked a, a, you know, a bit off and, and, and this week, you know, just some, you know, two interceptions, only a touchdown, 211 yards, just uh, had a 58 QB rating. Just, you know, they, they take the win and they'll take it, but I think Dak's got to play better on the road and, also, his counterpart, Mr. Ezekiel Elliott, who's on my team, man, you know, only 12 carries. I think Travis said, how are you only giving this guy 12 <laughs> carries? And Corey Clement um, got 13 carries, so I technically got more carries than Elliott. And, uh, it's just, when you watch Elliott, I know my dad gets frustrated. He's a Cowboys fan. He's like, this guy, you know, can't run. And it, it's tough. It's tough right now, but but. With all with all that aside, good win for the Cowboys as they get closer to winning that division. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, Washington outscored Dallas 12-0 to in the fourth quarter to bring that back within one score and made it competitive. But I, it's just weird. Like, I agree with you. Dak Prescott isn't the Prescott that we're used to seeing and that he should be if Dallas wants to make a serious run in the postseason. Uh, this win pretty much, I think, almost guarantees him uh, that division. I think Washington would lose out for Washington – uh, to win it, I don't know. I'm not know for sure, but yeah, Dallas should have that. They just got to figure out how to, yeah, give Ezekiel Elliott the ball, and uh, it doesn't make sense for Washington. <laughs> Antonio Gibson was bottled up. That Cowboys defense really is. It's a good unit. He had ten carries for 36 yards after I think coming off a pretty good game the week before, and uh, Terry McLaurin getting hurt. He hasn't been himself this year either. I don't know if that's just defense able to focus on him or just not great quarterback play. Uh, for fantasy-wise, I was looking forward to Ryan Fitzpatrick being the Washington quarterback because he slings it. He'll just put it up for McLaurin all day long. But Heineke, who hasn't been bad, but he's just – I don't think he's good enough to beat good teams like Dallas. Um, so it's it's tough loss for Washington, but they are still in the playoffs right now. Although I think the Vikings – will be able to push ahead of them come a month from now. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> I hope that happens. And then Amari, good to see Amari Cooper back catching a touchdown. Five catches. Gallup had five catches. CeeDee Lamb had seven catches. And they all had um, yeah, 51 yards for Cooper, 60 for Gallup, 61 for Lamb. So uh, Prescott does spread it around to some of his uh, to his top options. But Dalton Schultz really, I think, is – he took a hit. I don't think he's startable right now in fantasy. Can you start? Can you trust Schultz, Neil? Um, Ugh. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, he he's been pretty consistent. I mean, I, I think it it looked good on paper when you had CD Lamb and Mari Cooper out, you know, because then yeah, it was Michael Gallup and Schultz really. So, um, with that, with all them back, I think Prescott is certainly looking for those guys more. So. Yeah, I think it was the first game all season. They had Lamb, Gallup, Cooper, and Cedric Wilson all healthy, and Schultz really 
took a hit. So. Yep. But, yeah, now Dallas has won seven of the last nine road games versus Washington, so they play well. This next matchup that we have was very ugly. We don't need to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, the Jaguars got crushed. Well, not crushed, but kind of – it got beat pretty bad by the Titans. 20-0. <laughs> to zero. The Titans' defense was absolutely dominant. Trevor Lawrence uh, threw four interceptions in this game, which he's continues his very bad rookie campaign, which I can't blame him. It could be coaching, bad Jaguar system. Uh, James Robinson, six carries for four yards and zero targets in the pass game. That does not <laughs> make sense. This was actually Jacksonville's fewest rush yards, which was eight as a team, in a game in team history. So just awful. I, I don't get what Jacksonville is doing. For the Titans, this is a good win. It keeps them competitive, fighting for that first round by top of their top of the AFC uh, their run game was uh, pretty effective. Foreman was able to punch in a touchdown. Tannehill ran in a touchdown as well. And uh, Julio Jones, I thought, would be a little better as he only had four for 33. But good to see him back, and hopefully they get A.J. Brown back here in a week or so as well as the Titans will hopefully, for them, make a playoff push. Yeah, um, yeah, a good win for Titans as they've had some tough losses. Uh, they did get one of their main guys, Hula Jones, back. Uh, unfortunately uh, for him, he didn't do much. I guess he didn't have to. As the defense really played well, he said four interceptions for the highly uh, rated out of the draft, Trevor Lawrence. And you know, I just I don't understand. Like Travis said, the you know, I think Trevor Lawrence said in a uh, interview last week they asked him about james robinson and the whole situation there and he said james robinson's one of the best players on our team and he needs to be out there and obviously that didn't get the message because <laughs> uh yeah like try said six carry for four yards you know i just i don't understand I, I, the titans don't have the best run defense uh, james robinson uh you know played very well last time he went against Tennessee, so I just don't really understand all of that. Um, I don't know what the Jaguars are doing. Is it, was it just strictly like, hey, we're going to try to see what we got in Trevor Lawrence and make him throw it all game? Uh, because if that's the case, it didn't work. Really. It obviously didn't work out. Um, so very, very questionable coaching decisions. And Urban Meyer's mm-hmm. uh, uh, coaching uh, in the NFL is – I have a feeling it's going to come to an end soon here. Uh, and for uh, Tennessee, yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, I said that it, it's been a different Tennessee team without, you know, obviously Derrick Henry's out and looks like he might be able to come back possibly for a playoff push here at the end. And, you know, you've been out, you've been without AJ and you just got Julio back. So I'm trying to get their pieces back together here for Tennessee, but uh, a good win uh, to stay afloat uh, in the uh, AFC. So. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I think I might forgot to mention the final score of the Cowboys football team game, which was Cowboys 27, football team 20. So I was just thinking about that. Wanted to make sure I (laughs) mentioned that final score. But yeah, big win for the Titans in that matchup. Another good win, although kind of too late, possibly, is for the Seahawks. Uh, They (laughs) went into Houston. They beat the Texans 33 to 13 Uh, Give us your rundown on that game. Yeah, um, it's it's what we expected. And um, it kind of it kind of took Seattle a little bit to uh, kind of break away in this game, um, as they really didn't get going until about the fourth quarter, um, and where they did score 14 points 
uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, opposed to what you know, uh, Houston didn't score any. So, uh, Russell Wilson, you know, he looked pretty, pretty good. I mean, uh, 260 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Rashad Penny, have yourself a day. Um, yeah, I don't think Rashad Penny's uh, any any uh, phenomenal running back, uh, but uh, I think against a Houston defense, you certainly could make a name for yourself. And and Penny did that and had a really nice, really nice game. And and Tyler Lockett, I know Travis had Lockett in, and uh, this was kind of one of those games uh, where I just felt like it was a Lockett kind of game, like those big play. That's that's what Lockett does. He's Excuse me. He catches those big, big touchdowns and uh, those long passes that Russell Wilson likes to throw up to him, and and he did that. Five catches, uh, 142 yards, and a touchdown. So uh, he, he certainly made an impact, and and, and the Seahawks uh, certainly uh, won this game and and won it pretty handily. Uh, and and for uh, Houston, uh, Davis Mills, you know, it actually wasn't. If you look at the stats. It actually wasn't too bad of a game. I mean, 331 yards, a touchdown. You know, I think that's you know some some you know some positive uh, out of your quarterback in Houston there, um, and Brandon Cooks. I mean, he's he's not a really bad team, but he's you know he is he's really, the guy. He's really consistent. <laughs> you know, he's been yeah. very consistent this year, and um, you know that's for him. That's been you know really nice to see from him. But for Houston, they're a bad team. They've been they've been a consistently bad team, and um, it's not going to change anytime soon. Uh, I know Travis, you don't like. I know we probably don't want to look too far ahead, but I saw where Houston is playing Jacksonville. Uh, you know, talk about uh talk about yeah. uh that you know that, oh, what a ugly game that will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's the is that next week? I think they're playing each other. Yeah, yeah. James Robinson. It was like it could be another uh, slapstick kind of game, and I, like, <laughs> what's James Robinson gonna do? And what? Oh, it's gonna be uh it's an interesting game and I have decisions to be made. Do I start James Robinson <laughs> against the awful Houston Texans defense, which if you did ask me a month ago, it's a no brainer. I don't know if I can start him, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, did you have anything else on that game, Neil? No, that's it for me. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, nothing much to add. I don't know if you mentioned Metcalf, but he's been kind of <sighs> uh, struggling lockets. I think Lockett in the past four games has either had 96 reception yards and or uh, touchdown in the last four games. So even against the Rams this week, it's going to be tough to leave Lockett on your benches as you start fantasy playoffs. And Royce Freeman, Rex Burkhead kind of shared split carries. Royce Freeman had a lot of catches. So fantasy-wise, I don't know if Royce Freeman is worth a shot in PPR leagues, (laughs) but anyone except Brandon Cooks for Houston is going to be a very, very tough start. So... Uh, but yeah, a good win for the Seahawks, but might be a little late. I don't think they're going to be able to make a push, but you never know. You never know. This next game was an absolute blowout. Kansas City destroyed the Raiders. Final score <laughs> was 48 to 9. 40. I think that was another scoregami, which is a score that we have never seen in NFL history. 48 to 9. Patrick Mahomes did well 258 two touchdowns only had 24 attempts but that running game was going if you started a running back in this game they put up good numbers for you as uh what's his name Derek Derek Gore I think is his first yeah Derek Gore had a touchdown Clyde Edwards Hilaire had two touchdowns on the ground even Daryl Williams had a touchdown through the air so the the receivers Tyreek had uh, four for 76 but Kelsey 
another, I think, back-to-back games where he's had under 30 yards receiving. He had three for 27. So that's weird to me. But I think they play the Chargers next week, which should be a more competitive game. So Mahomes should have to throw a little bit more. And I'm sure Kelsey, he, she, he should bounce back in that one. Uh, Josh Jacobs only had nine carries. I guess that's a lot of game scripts. He will be better if the Raiders can play more competitive games. Derek Carr, not phenomenal. Threw one interception, one touchdown, 263. But Hunter Renfro, man, 13 catches, 117 yards, and a touchdown. It's unbelievable. He he catches everything thrown his way. Derek Carr loves him. With no Darren Waller, Renfro is the go-to guy. When Waller comes back, I'm going to like to see does Renfro stay that consistent? Does he still get the seven, eight catches every game? Or does he is he gonna be more inconsistent? But man, he is a he's an absolute stud right now uh, for fantasy because <laughs> he just racks those catches up. But yeah, Raiders gotta figure some things out. They're starting to look much worse in fall in their playoff hopes this year. And man, the Chiefs are great. They have now they have allowed fewer than ten points in three straight games for the first time since nineteen ninety seven. So Chiefs look very, very good. Yeah, they they do look very good. Uh, The defense for the Chiefs, which was a big problem back uh, in the beginning of the year, where you know I think we we had some teams going against them, or we're like they're you know know, this team isn't good, but they're still you know they're going to put up points because how bad the Chiefs defense is. Uh, I think the first maybe the first or second play of the game, I think uh, Josh Jacobs was running out to the left and fumbled the ball. They returned it for a touchdown and. You know, at that point, you could really, it's going to be, it's going to be a long day for the Raiders. And, and it was, uh, indeed, uh, not much to add, like you said. I, I think, uh, you know, um, one thing that I would like to note as I'm looking at the stats here is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I know he had two touchdowns, but <laughs> yeah. only 37 yards on the ground. So mm-hmm. is it, is Clyde a touchdown dependent kind of running back? You know, part of me kind of feels that he, way. I think I agree. so. I think he might be. Because um, you know, if he doesn't get those two touchdowns, you're looking at three points there, and you know, and he had three catches, so you're looking at about seven or eight points only from Clyde if he doesn't get in the end zone. And so, um, you know, as a fantasy owner, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs are are in the red zone a lot. They're gonna, they're, you know, they're always yeah. near the end zone, so that does help. But uh, you know, if, if he doesn't get in, I, I don't know. I don't think Clyde's gonna be the guy that's gonna put up a hundred and something yards without a touchdown, you know, um, consistently in my opinion. So, uh, that's something that I just kind of see, uh, although he did have a, a good game, uh, cause of those two touchdowns. And like I said, Hunter Renfro, he gives me Julian Edelman vibes, uh, <laughs> when, you know, he just runs those little six yard stop or out routes and Derek Carr just, you know, racks them up and, and Hunter Renfro, he's, he's special. I like him And, 14 targets, 13 of them. I mean, so he, what, only missed one. Uh, so that's yeah. that's pretty crazy. So, yeah, I, I like him a lot. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, Darren Waller is out. Um, so when Darren Waller comes back, we'll have to see. Uh, obviously those targets will, will certainly will probably go to Darren Waller as well. But uh, certainly uh, as a fantasy owner, you do like it where Hunter Renfro is for you. And for the Chiefs, um, yeah. They're, they're playing hot right now, and, and I don't know if, if I would want to face them right now with how well they're playing. Yep. So, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a team you do want to play is the New York Jets, <laughs> and that's what it took for the New Orleans Saints to get back on track uh, as they get their first win since week eight in a 30-9 to victory over the New York Jets. 
Uh, what were your thoughts on that game? Yeah, not only did you have to play the Jets to get back on track, but you needed your guy back, right? Alvin yeah. Kamara, welcome back. And he made an impact. What a game for him. Uh, 27 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, you know, obviously, he's also in the passing attack to four catches, 25 yards. So, um, I think he would be more in the passing attack if, if Taysom Hill wasn't the quarterback, but um, you know, it was nice to see that they're they're still giving it to Kamara and and Taysom Hill as a as a fantasy guy. You know, I dropped him and probably pretty stupid of me, but I uh, I don't know. I it, he's uh, when he's in there, uh, he, you know, he's not throwing the ball well, but you know, he's a he's a force we reckon with on the ground. Had two more touchdowns rushing, and you know, those those add up. Uh, you know, he's pretty much like a running back as your quarterback, like Lamar Jackson. I mean, obviously not as gifted as Lamar Jackson, but, you know, still got two touchdowns. So uh, certainly a guy, uh, you know, <clears throat> Travis, uh, who has Lamar Jackson, which we'll probably talk about soon, uh, could possibly use a quarterback. So maybe a guy to look to pick up there if, if you're looking at a quarterback. Although, if you really look ahead, they do play Tampa, who um, their run defense hasn't been – Great. I mean, Josh Allen, which we will talk about, uh, got over 100 yards against him. So who knows uh, if Taysom Hill will have the same success. But for the Jets, you know, yeah, they're bad. It's it's there's there's no doubt. And Zach Wilson, you know, 42 attempts, only 19 of them completed. That uh, that is not <laughs> that is not a good ratio. Um, so it, it, it's going to be tough uh, for New York and. Um, you know, obviously they don't have their guy Corey Davis, um, so that that's going to be tough in their passing attempt, attack. Anyways, they got no rushing uh, attempt, especially Michael Carter on IR. So all around, the Jets are in a bad place. Yeah, absolutely. Talking about Michael Carter, I read something that he might be back this week for the Jets, which. You're not starting him in fantasy first week back with the Jets offense that's struggling, but that'll be good to see him get back into action after being on the IR. And um, yeah, Taysom Hill, I, I'll talk about him real quick. Like you said, he's he's a guy that he has such rushing upside for fantasy. Uh, but for you, you have Josh Allen and you were kind of going more for a dynasty route because Taysom Hill, I think, is 31. I don't I don't know how high his dynasty stock is. I don't know if he's even going to be a starter next year again. Um so you kind of made a made a dynasty move. Was that is that correct in saying that, Neil? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I just felt like Cam Newton might get used more in the future, if anything, more than Taysom Hill. That was just my thought. So. Yeah. We'll Even see. although Cam Newton yeah. is struggling, but yeah, he's awful. <laughs> which we'll uh, look at in just a second. Um, but you know, we'll go now. Just Kamara, like you said, you touched on all of it. Kamara was great. Welcome back. And yeah, it's Saints Jets. Not neither great team, but Saints are definitely better than the Jets. So good win for them to stay on track and uh, keep fighting for the playoffs. Uh, talking about Cam Newton, like you said, we'll move on to Falcons Panthers. We both had the Panthers in this one, and I think I'm. I know for me, Neil, I am moving the Carolina Panthers down in my in my kind of rankings. I don't have them mm-hmm. ranked, but like they're they're not as good as I thought they were going to be, and. Cam Newton's just kind of been struggling. He actually got benched, I think, two different times or something during <laughs> this game. He was 
178 yards and interception. PJ Walker came in and honestly, he did throw a touchdown, but didn't necessarily look that much better than Cam Newton. I guess if you did, if you do have Cam Newton in fantasy, he rushed for 10 times for 47 yards and a touchdown. So that's a bonus. You always have his rushing ability. Chuba Hubbard only had 10 carries, 33 yards, but did have a touchdown, which will save anybody's. <laughs> fantasy <head. laughs> DJ Moore with a nice six catches for 84 yards. Robbie Anderson finally seven catches, 84 and a touchdown. I think DJ Moore went out with uh with an injury in the game, and I think even the, the medical tent hit him. Uh he was like injured <laughs> by the <laughs> medical tent or something. Uh I hope he's back this week, but keep an eye on that as I think they have a tough matchup with Buffalo. For the Falcons, Matt Ryan did enough to win. Um, 190 yards, a touchdown. Cordero Patterson with another touchdown, 58 yards on the ground. He's their go-to guy. But the weird thing, the weird thing, Mike Davis, the other running back, had five catches, whereas Cordero Patterson <laughs> only had two catches. Uh, kind of backwards to me. You feel like Cordero's like the receiver out of those two, but Davis gets more. But the Falcons, this is a big win for them as they keep their name also in the conversation for that, that wild card in the NFC and for Panthers, got to figure some stuff out fast because you got to play the Bucks coming up here a couple times. And so I think <laughs> it, it is, it's, it's done. Yeah, for the for the Panthers, it certainly is uh, spiraling downhill fast. And, you know, Cam Newton, you know, brought some energy there in that well, the Panthers game and kind of felt like, oh, he's back. And he even <laughs> told you he's back, but um, – <laughs> Yeah, I think I think there's a lot to be said uh, for Bill Belichick, and you know I think this might be a little biased, but you know, I, I think you look back at Bill Belichick and he clearly saw something uh, that said, you know, this guy's not going to help my team, and released him. And you know, I think a lot of us, including myself, was kind of like, well, why not leave him there to like, you know, mentor Mac Jones? But I I think it's it was just you know he's clearly struggling and um i think back when he was uh, at his mvp level he was running the ball consistently and and he you know he had uh i think he i think he'd certainly do get comfortable with guys and i think he uh kelvin benjamin and was a guy that he liked and was a big body receiver and greg olson and uh, obviously mccaffrey was really healthy and at his prime that time too so certainly some guys that cam newton had around that uh i think he played better with and um had a young dj more than too so uh but regardless cam newton is struggling gets benched like you said i think twice and um it's just the future is uh unsure obviously coming in to a football season in the middle of the year is, is tough for anybody. So uh, not sure how much I have to play with it, but um, you know, for Atlanta, they do keep hanging around. Uh, and I think you hit everything on the Atlanta side. I saw the Patterson didn't get a lot of catches too. And, uh, but yeah, he's, yeah, they're hanging around. I guess that's all you can <laughs> say. And uh, you know, part of me is like, I don't know how, but they are. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another team that's, I guess a little more than hanging around. You got the Cleveland Browns. Weird team this year. They are seven and six. I mean, they are right there in the hunt uh, in the AFC. Uh, do you know off the top of your heads who has that 
six seven seed. I'm opening it right now, but I know that I think there's the the six seed all the way through like the two teams after all I think have the seven. I think the seven seed without looking is Buffalo, and yep. then the six seed is San Diego, and then the fifth seed. Oh, oh I, okay. I, I just got it up. It's uh, okay. You have the Chargers at five. Oh, you have the Colts at six. Uh, and then Buffalo at, seven. They're seven and six. Buffalo seven at seven and six. But the Browns seven and six. The Bengals seven and six. The Broncos seven and six. The Steelers six six and one. And then you even have the Raiders and the Dolphins at six and seven. So <laughs> you that is an incredibly tight race. And yeah. even, even in the the NFC, Washington, Washington Vikings, Eagles, Falcons, Saints are all six and seven. <laughs> so yeah, it's... it's a tight race. But for the Ravens and the Browns, Browns win this game 24-22. Baltimore lost two straight division games for the first time since week 16 and 17 of 2016. And they not only lost this game, but they lost Lamar Jackson as well. But give, give us your thoughts on that game, Neil. Um, actually, I'm gonna throw it back at you. This is your team. This is your guy. You you have it, man. Yeah, and and by my team, it means I I have a lot of fantasy weight <laughs> relying on the Baltimore Ravens with Mark Andrews in a couple, Marquise in a couple, Lamar in a couple, and I I was heartbroken when this happened. I literally told we were driving up to the Tampa game on Sunday, and I I told Neil I said if I was at home right now, I I think I'd have to turn the TV off. I, I, <laughs> I was like, my fantasy day was pretty much over at that point. Lamar Jackson went four for four for 17 yards and rushed twice for five yards on <laughs> Sunday. So his fantasy production was awful. I mean, just a side note, uh, real quick when it comes to fantasy in one of my leagues, I had Najee Harris give me about 25. I had Lockett give me about 29. So they between the two of them, they put up 54 points. I finished with 71 <laughs> which which means between Lamar Jackson, James Robinson, Marquise Brown, Terry McLaurin, and Cole Komet, they put up about 17 points. Five of them. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a rough day at the office. It, it was a bad day. But uh, for the Ravens, it looks like they could potentially have Lamar yeah. Jackson back for the game this week in or against Green Bay. I don't know if it's in Green Bay or in uh, Baltimore, but against Green Bay, which would be absolutely great <laughs> for <laughs> Ravens fans and for my fantasy teams. Uh, <laughs> but I don't want them to rush Lamar Jackson back. I'd rather lose fantasy football this year because I didn't have Lamar and have him healthy next year and years after that, as tough as that is to say. Although – I do want to win again this year, so I, I say that with. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know how true that is, but I, I don't want to see him get hurt worse. Um, he, he's a talent, but a tough loss for him. Big win for the Browns. Nick Chubb was bottled up, only fifteen yard, fifty nine yards on the ground. It wasn't a big surprise as Baltimore does have a good run defense. Mark Andrews was huge, even with Tyler Huntley in the game, as he had eleven catches, one hundred and fifteen yards, and a touchdown. Rashad Bateman had a great game. Seven catches, 103 yards. Marquise Brown, uh, not quite as good when Lamar went out. Seemed like Huntley was going toward more uh, Andrews and Bateman. And for Cleveland, Donovan Peoples-Jones, five for 90. Jarvis Landry catching his first touchdown pass, I think, of the year. Uh, five catches, 41 and a touchdown, so good for him. And 
a good, great, great win for the Browns there. And we'll see if the Ravens can uh, can figure things out and get Lamar back healthy. Yeah, yeah the last two, the last time these two teams met, it was a pretty ugly game. And, um, you know, this time it was uh, an ugly game uh, for a Ravens fan, obviously, or you know, not only for a fantasy owner of Lamar Jackson, but as a Ravens fan, you know, your heart sinks when uh, your guy goes down and you know, Travis and always kind of joke around about, you know, Lamar Jackson is going to get hurt at some point. The man <laughs> just takes too many hits and they caught up to him uh, this Sunday. And uh, thankfully it does look like he is not going to be out too long. Like Travis said, hopefully he can come back this week. Don't want to rush it because uh, if you do make the playoffs, uh, you're certainly going to want him healthy uh, in real life for Baltimore. Uh, so we'll see how they attack that situation. But Tyler Huntley, I mean, he, he he's not he hasn't been bad. I mean, he oh. had that comeback win against Chicago that they needed, and and this game almost pulled off a, a similar kind of comeback. Um, you know, where he he kind of started making some plays there at the end, and uh, almost had almost a hundred uh, passer rating. Um, so certainly, uh, you know, came in and, and, and did his job and uh, just was a little bit too late. Uh, like I said, Mark Andrews and Bateman were his guys. Um, I mean, Mark Andrews, uh, as a as a tight end fantasy guy, you know, 11 catches, 115 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's that is a, that's a phenomenal, especially if it's a point and a half for a catch you. So, you know that is that's a great day so uh for cleveland big win uh baker mayfield um wasn't necessarily anything special but got the job done and like try said jarvis landry congrats and surprisingly his first uh touchdown of the year and uh donovan donovan people jones you know he continues to be kind of baker's guy uh right now five catches 90 yards seven targets um just kind of seems to always be in the action uh, for Cleveland. So uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, you know, before he got hurt, he was really involved uh, a lot in the kind of the passing and the running where they kind of mix both him and Chubb. But Kareem Hunt only two carries for five yards uh, in that game and uh, had only had two catches. So uh, possibly wouldn't mind seeing maybe Kareem Hunt get involved. You never know what that guy. He certainly has some uh, athletic ability to make some plays, but um yeah, I think uh, regardless, big one for for Cleveland. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll run through these next couple uh, pretty quickly here before we get to uh, a big game that we'll talk about for a bit. Uh, Neil, give us your thoughts on the thirty-eight to ten victory the Broncos had over the Lions. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, you know, big big win for the the Broncos. Like you said, they're they're staying afloat uh, in the AFC, just just out of the wild card race, like you said. And uh, was it was a very emotional day uh, there in Denver as uh, some yeah. news broke uh, this past week that Demarius Thomas, uh, if you don't know who he is, he was a uh, an all time great receiver for the Denver Broncos. Uh, if you don't remember Tim Tebow in overtime against Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, made a, uh, I think it was a first play of overtime. Demarius Thomas got like a 70 yard touchdown, uh, went all the way. So it was a big playmaker, won a Super Bowl with them. And, uh, certainly was a, a big guy there in, in Denver. And it was certainly an emotional, uh, game for them and an emotional, uh, victory for them and, and, uh, probably meant a lot. And, um, you know, for the lions, yeah, they, they're just a, a bad team. And, um, it, it was not like it got any better. The running back situation was all over the place for this game. 
Um, I know my mom had uh, Jamar Jefferson. He didn't even get a carry. Um, <laughs> so very just – it's tough. I'm on Ross St. Brown, a guy I got on my team. Uh, he led them in receptions, 12 targets too. So uh, he's kind of my taxi squad player guy. I kind of stashing just to uh, certainly uh, just to see what happens there with him. But uh, for Denver, big win, stay, staying afloat. And, uh, man, the running attack, the, the dynamic duo between Gordon and Javante Williams uh, prevailed again in that game as they both uh, combined for three touchdowns. So uh, big, big, big game uh, or big win for Denver there. Yeah, absolutely. Craig Reynolds is the running back for the Lions. I don't <laughs> hopefully DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams can go both get back healthy. So for fantasy, I don't think there's much to be said for that running back tandem. And you can almost start Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams for the Broncos. Uh, they're just both so good. Wide receiver wise for the Broncos, that is much tougher to predict on that end because <laughs> you never know. And yeah, very sad news about Demarius Thomas. There, I heard uh, listen to some things. Only heard good things about him and uh, the person he was. So that's, uh, that's always sad when you hear someone that's that young uh, pass away. So thoughts and prayers go out to, uh, to his family for sure, and, uh, family and friends. So um, another game, we'll move on to the Giants and Chargers. Chargers beat the Giants 37 to 21. And the Chargers have now won five straight games versus the Giants. And this wasn't a surprise. Justin Herbert had a great game, throwing for 275 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Eckler uh, ran a touchdown on 67 yards in the ground, had just a couple catches, which seems like he usually gets a few more than that. I think he got hurt, though, in this game. And I think he's questionable to play in the Thursday night matchup. I believe I I haven't read any news or updates on that, but something to watch for him. Uh, for the Giants, Mike Glennon is not the answer <laughs> for the Giants. Uh, Saquon, though, a bright spot. 16 carries, 64 yards, nothing crazy on the ground, but uh, had three catches for 31 yards and was able to get in the end zone. I know for Neil was a big deal. He had him going <laughs> to fantasy, so that t- that last uh, late touchdown in that game was, was huge there, and their receiving corpse is kind of – Kind of feels like a corpse, doesn't it? Feels kind of dead. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, Evan Ingram, kind of a, a little bit of a mess back there. But Giants are going in the wrong direction. Chargers continue to play well, and you're eight and five. You're you're kind of sitting there like the five seed in the AFC. So just keep winning most most of your games here at the end, and you will be fine. And you should make playoffs. Yeah, yeah, not not much sad. You know, it was a great win for the the Chargers, and uh, you know, a guy at my work asked me today uh, if you had to pick uh, for the future for the next, I think he said, yeah, fifteen years, would you take Justin Herbert or Josh Allen? Oh, I would take Josh Allen. Okay, and uh, the, the 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 smart side of me would say Josh Allen, but I'm very high on Justin Herbert. And, you know, I just – I think Josh Allen's a more uh, overall a better quarterback, and he's obviously one of the top in the league and got him on the fantasy team. But Justin Herbert is a gunslinger, and I just love gunslingers. And, you know, I just think Justin Herbert can throw the ball. I mean, deep – I mean, he hit Guyton on just a beautiful bomb. And uh, But there are just a little bit of inconsistencies that I do see in Justin Herbert that – He's got a fix, but in this game, uh, he was great, and, uh, especially without his top target. I thought he played well. Um, and uh, for New York, they got a lot of issues at quarterback, and 
uh, you know, are some hurt receivers. So their season's done. And for the Chargers, uh, yeah, they're just they're just gonna keep winning here for them. So good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Justin Herbert, twenty three years old. Josh Allen, twenty five. I just like Josh Allen. He's built. He's got a can of an arm. He can yeah. run the ball well. Um, but yeah, it's it's not like that far off. It's close. But I, I take Allen over Herbert. And, yeah, big win there for the Chargers. Yeah. They continue to to look good and hopefully close out the season strong. Uh, 49ers went into Cincinnati and were able to win and beat the Bengals 26 to 23 on a game winning 12 yard receiving touchdown by Brandon Ayuk. So huge win for the Niners, tough loss for the Bengals. Give us your thoughts on that game. Yeah. Huge game for both teams. Um, and like I said, huge win for the Niners and, um, George Kittle, my man's just doing it again. 13 catches, 151 yards, a touchdown, Put up a forty bomb uh, in fantasy this week was phenomenal, um, and uh, you know he is a huge difference maker out there for San Francisco, uh, and certainly a guy that they're going to be relying on uh, the rest of the season here. But uh, I think for San Francisco, you look at some positive. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, a guy that really struggled in the beginning of the year, who was pretty, practically was doing nothing. Uh, has stepped up big uh, in these last couple of games. 11 targets, 6 catches, 62 yards, a touchdown. Um, you know, was uh, caught the game-winning touchdown. Was He's out there. He's he's, he's being impactful, and, and that's all you can ask for from him. And uh, Debo coming back from injury, only one catch, uh, did get a rushing touchdown in. Um, you know, he'll be fine. He'll still be a part of this offense. But I, I like where the Niners are right now. Um, I, I like how they're playing, and um, certainly a, a big win for them and for the Bengals. Uh, I thought they played well too. I thought Joe Burrow played uh, a heck of a game, and uh, you know Joe Mixon was a little banged up, and uh, you know he certainly fought through it, and uh, only had 58 yard rushing, so not his best uh, best day. But uh, T Higgins, my goodness, the guy mm-hmm. is um, uh, really producing now. Another guy that kind of started off slow, kind of like Ayuk, and has really picked it up these last couple weeks, and. Jamar Chase, welcome back to the action. Got in two times and uh, got caught the uh, touchdown to tie it up there um, to force overtime. And I like the Bengals too. I mean, the AFC North is ridiculous between the Ravens, uh, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers. They're all right there with each other. So uh, certainly a, in a close battle like that in the AFC, it's a, it's a tough loss for Cincy. Yeah, absolutely. Very tough loss, especially overtime. You, I think that you go up 23 to 20 in overtime. Like, you're hoping, okay, 49ers, maybe they go tie it up, we get another chance, but no, they give up a touchdown. And just uh, just a heartbreaking loss, especially a home game for the Bengals. Not fun. And, yeah, Kittle, we, we're in a league where you get 1.5 points per reception for tight end. So 13 catches is going to gonna get you a fair share. Uh, <laughs> and I read something or heard something where Kittle's longest reception, it was 21 yards. So his 151, he was just getting chunks and – it wasn't like one of those was a big 50, 60 yarder. And he was, man, he was just, he was great. Very, very, very good. And uh, yeah, like you said, it's 49ers. I like how they're playing and the Bengals just, they need to continue to play better if they want to, if they want to make, make the playoffs. Cause that AFC race is it's tight. It's close. So, it's <laughs> good. so all right, Neil, we're going to, we're going to talk. Actually, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to go to the Sunday night game, then the Monday right. night game, and then we're going to finish off uh, with uh, the Bills Bucks. So uh, moving to the Bears and the Packers, Bears started out hot in that game. 
Uh, Neil, did you think the Bears were going to pull this out at any point? Um, actually, a little bit, a little bit of me did. I think they went up ten. I think Jeremiah Grant uh, returned a, a punt return for a touchdown to go up by ten. And you know, I, I honestly thought it was going to be a close game. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, my goodness, he took over and uh, he still owns the Bears. I mean, sorry, mm-hmm. Bears fans, that you know, hopefully he leaves Green Bay next year and you guys will maybe have a shot finally. But uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers did his thing. Uh, 141 passing rating, I think 142 is as high as you can go. So he was right there. Um, just almost a perfect game from him. And uh, overall for Green Bay, you know they look really good. Um, they're the number one seed now because of what we're about to talk about that happened in Monday night's game. So uh, they're a tough team to beat right now. They're playing well in all aspects of the game and. Uh, yeah, Rodgers is hot right now. And for Chicago, Justin Fields. I mean, he has, uh, you know, uh, you know, plays where he, he looks really good. And he's got plays where you're kind of like, oh, you know, and you're not sure. And you just uh, – I think he's your guy, though. I, I think it's safe to say he's your guy and he's exciting and uh, someone that, you know, you, 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 you know you, you're, you're happy to, to see maybe a couple more years to see how this guy turns out for you. Um, uh, but my goodness, Allen Robinson, I mean, how bad has he been? Two <laughs> catches, 14 yards. He's been terrible all season. Um, it's just not making an impact, uh, in any, uh, way. Um, uh, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, some guys that I thought would be better in this game, uh, sure. honestly weren't, uh, so tough day, honestly, offensively, uh, just some big plays from Montgomery and, Bird and Jeremiah Grant that kept them in this game. If not, the Packers would have blown them out. So, yeah, it was huge plays for the Bears. Like everything went their way, and it's like, you know, you're still lost by 15. <laughs> that <laughs> first quarter was great for them, but second quarter they were, they were pretty bad. And um, I think a pass rating can is it? Do you go up to one? Is it 158.3? Oh, I thought it was 142. Hang on, let me look. I think it's. I, th- I thought it was one. I think it's. What I'm seeing is 158.3, but, um, but yeah, it, for Rogers was just about perfect in this one. I, <laughs> he, was, he was so good. 29 and 37, four touchdowns, almost 350 yards. Devonte Adams is a monster. Ten more catches. Just that connection is very much unstoppable and yeah, good to see at least the Packers' special teams and some of their defense not play as well as you you hope they play and. Sad thing is the Packers are the number one seed now in the NFC, which <laughs> is very unfortunate as they probably will get the first round by unless they somehow lose to Baltimore this week. That's why. Another reason I'm kind of hoping Lamar Jackson is back in the mix. But yeah, Bears, like I said, you got some bright spots to look forward to, but you're, you're, you're looking ahead to next year already as you're not going many places this year. Um, yeah, 158.30. Congrats, okay, sir. You were right. No, I, I look. I must. I must. Sometimes you know you th- you think of like you know your number like I don't know why one forty two was in my head, but I was way off. So my bad. Thanks for correcting me. No, you go. You said one forty two, and I went to Google. I'm like, am I am I wrong? So I just uh, yeah, not not to <laughs> oh, correct you were right. on air or anything, but just to make sure that we're. Well, I'm glad that we're not but... falsifying information. So my bad. <laughs> but no, but yeah. Um, Monday night game was. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch it last night. I nailed it. So I'm gonna let you give uh, most of your uh, most of your thoughts. I a couple things to share, but I'm gonna let you uh, take this one. 
Yeah, I uh, I watched the entire game, which is really rare for me. If it's uh, you know, sometimes I just have it on, but I actually sat down and watched the entire game. I was very stressed. I was going against Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, and you know, not that you know they both they both you know that they could both drop thirty. Technically, it's not like it would be the craziest thing that would happen. So I was like, you know what, we're just gonna watch and and. Um, my my thoughts on the game were this, um, you know, I think uh, Kyler Murray made some just some some timely miscues. The, the the Cardinals came out looking good. They got they went up three zero, drove down the field, and Kyler Murray had a chance to make it ten to zero, which you know that's that's pretty big. And there was an interception, you know, right right on the you know in the inside the ten yard line there, and that kind of changed it, you know, there were. Um, they went, you know, the Rams went down the field, scored, and then kind of got some momentum, and and um, it was just kind of the Cardinals trying to claw their way back in. And the Cardinals are a bad team at home. That's all I kept hearing. They're perfect on the road, and uh, all three games they've lost were at home. So uh, something that's that's tough for Arizona. And uh, you know, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, they're special. I mean, I, I, it was almost like pitch and catch all night in some cases, and. Um, you know, it was just too easy. It was like, you know, in a way, it's like I almost double the guy. You know, if he, uh, I was, you know, say, you know, if Odell beats me, if Van Jefferson beats me, which they kind of did. Odell and Van Jefferson had themselves a night too, and Stafford spread the ball around. It's just, um, you know, it was it was a great game for the Rams, and uh, an onside kick at the end almost made it really interesting and. Just some, just some miscues from Arizona that you can't have when you're playing good teams. I don't care what their records are or how what your record is. Uh, some of these good teams that you're playing, uh, if you're if you're not executing, uh, you know it's it's going to be tough. But um, those are my thoughts, and yep. I just think Kyler's got to play better, and he will. But it's just a tough game to play bad in. So. Yeah, absolutely. Stafford throws three touchdowns, no interceptions. You got Murray, no touchdowns, two interceptions. So. That's that's tough right there. That's tough. Yep. Um, and then when it comes to like James Conner, uh, there was no Chase Edmonds last night. It'll be I think he'll cut into Conner's production, but only 31 yards on the ground, but did rush two touchdowns in, but then had nine catches for 94 yards in the air, which is crazy. So if you had him in fantasy, it's what a monster performance. And it seems like Cup Beckham Jr. and Van Jefferson are all fantasy relevant in that offense it seems like <laughs> Jefferson will get one big play every game Odell Beckham will get like a big play so far and then couple <laughs> catch 100 passes so that that offense is is clicking at a huge win there there for the Rams and Cardinals couldn't quite hold the top spot as they're kind of have a battle and kind of hope that Green Bay and Tampa Bay both lose um, lose a game here which for the Bucks <laughs> which we will <laughs> now transfer into I don't know if they're going to lose another game. Uh, <laughs> this this was the game against the Bills we were looking at saying this is this is the game. This could be close. They could lose this. We, we, we're not <laughs> sure. But oh boy, man, this was one of the best games of the entire year. And to be at it to witness history and Neil, this is this is your team this is your guy oh, so, uh, take it away i probably won't get too much into the actual game i think i'm just gonna yeah. talk a lot about just 
just experience for anybody listening. I think, uh, you know, coming up to the game, Travis and I were, were certainly excited and finally a game that Travis could certainly relax in a way. Obviously, his I think he said even said his emotions were a little down because of his fantasy team. But once we got there and yeah. the game kind of started, you know, you're into it. And, um, I yeah, lost we, my voice. Yeah, I know. He lost <laughs> his voice. So that's how you know it's a good game when you're losing voices. And, yeah. uh, you know, we were talking about this is every game I've been to, except for Dallas week one, it's been a blowout. And, you know, they've really manhandled everybody that's coming to the stadium. And this game, we, we said it, you know, it, it's going to be close. And for the first half, me and Travis are like, are we really going to leave in, you know, at the fourth quarter again sometime, you know, like, um, and then Travis just kind of kept, you know, itching, you know, and kind of whispering in my ear, hey, you know, I wouldn't mind a close game. You know, I wouldn't mind that, you know, maybe a touchdown or two. And then, you know, and I don't think, I don't think that Travis realized that, you know, he was speaking it into existence and, and more because the Bills came all the way back and tied it. Uh, and uh, when they got the ball there, I think they were down by three and uh, had the the drive to pretty much go win the game and made some plays and got down to about the seven-yard line down there. And, you know, three plays to get in and you miss all three. And, you know, I think there was a questionable PI there at the end with Stefan Diggs and certainly one that probably could get called again. And um, it's, it's tough and they kicked the pickle to to tie. And I think Travis and I, I told Travis that, you know, we got to win this coin toss. I'll take Brady in overtime all day. We got to get it. And, you know, especially I think the defense had been on the field most of that second half. And to me, they were worn out and I just, I just didn't think they had it much in them. And, so we won the coin toss and, or the, the sorry, the Bills yeah. won the coin, coin toss and uh, went three and out, which was, which was huge, but then had a phenomenal punt, which fended us down deep. And the uh, PI to Gronk, a very close third and one conversion and uh, the play of the game. Uh, you know, I think uh, I was standing up. I'm not sure if Travis was, I was, I was nervous. Everybody was kind of screaming. You had a mix. You had a lot of Bills fans. You had a mix between, you know, some Bills fans screaming for their defense, some Bucks fans that were just like, come on. And and uh, Brady hit Brashad Perriman, and I saw a guy behind him, and he started running. And when that guy dove and missed him, and all you saw is open grass, I was jumping up and down. Travis was going crazy. (laughs) We're high-fiving random people. You know, it's – it's just crazy and oh it was phenomenal and you know to find out you know that uh tom brady passed drew Brees for the all-time completions earlier in the game on a phenomenal throw to mike evans that's that was the catch that did it so uh that you know that one was the one that got his completions and then to end it with his 700 touchdown of all time postseason and regular season on that play to witness it i mean it it just doesn't get any better, and I, I'm still living in the moment. You know, I watch highlights, and this is not yeah. the same to watch it. You know, that way it was just Travis and I were ranking games, and me going to me going to the uh, Patriots playoff game. Well, it's gonna be hard to beat that atmosphere, but game wise, that's that is the best game I've ever witnessed. Um, and it's gonna be hard to beat that. Uh, and just one one last stat is Tom Brady. Hadn't thrown a game-winning touchdown pass. Now they've had a game-winning touchdown run 
against the Chiefs in a AFC Championship game, but touchdown pass. The last time he did that was to Troy Brown back in 2003. So, oh, against Miami. It's been that long. Wow. Yeah. So that's the second time, only in his career, that he's thrown a walk-off overtime touchdown pass. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Well, I mean, going in, Neil, I was like, I want the Bucks to win, but I'd love to see. I don't know if I said overtime, but for sure, fourth quarter, like yep. Tom Brady, like drive down to win the game. And Neil's like, <laughs> well, I'd like to see it, but I don't want the stress of having to get there, <laughs> something like that. And, uh, we got it. We got the game that we wanted, and oh man, it was it was just a great game. I mean, to see a stat like that, it happened. We were the corner. Brashad Perryman ran into an end zone that was right down in the corner that we were yeah. uh, sitting on, although high. And oh, it was everyone jumping up and down, and oh, it's just a great game. Yeah, not much more to add. Josh Allen was pretty good, honestly. Yeah, but let's just mention Josh Allen for a second. <laughs> Come back. 109 yards rushing with a touchdown. Unbelievable. And then he had 308 yards and two touchdowns with one interception. Um, So not even a bad day through the air. And, yeah, it was great comeback for them. Chris Godwin continues to dominate. Ten more catches. Yep. 105 yards. Evans had a good game, 91 and a touchdown. Gronk had five for 62. And, yeah, Brashad Perryman, his second target of the game and his first catch game. 58 yards in overtime to seal the deal. And Leonard Fournette, 113 yards on the ground, a touchdown. And uh, even Brady, seven carries in the game for Tom Brady, <laughs> 16 yards in the touchdown. So, man, Tom Brady turned the wheels on. And what a great game. <laughs> it's always fun to see history. I'm a stat guy. And I know Neil was sharing with me something he saw after the game. It's like Tom Brady, youngest in NFL history to 700 career touchdowns. <laughs> so. Uh, great game to be at, one that uh, I will remember for the rest of my life. Um, uh, what, what a moment in history to witness, to be a part of. Yeah, just just talk about, I mean, we were walking down the steps, right? Because we were like, we got, we got to beat the traffic a little bit. And, uh, you know, and everyone's still celebrating. And trust us, we celebrated. We're walking down the down the steps and it was like, ladies and gentlemen, with that last passing touchdown, Tom Brady is now – the first quarterback ever to get to 700 passing touchdowns in NFL history. And I turn around and Travis has that look on his face and we're like, Oh, you know, it's even better. You know, not, not only is that, you know, we just saw an overtime touchdown Tom from Tom Brady, but you know, his 700th, like we saw that and it was that. And, oh, I just couldn't write it any better, man. No, you couldn't. I was probably freaking out just as much with that as the ending game. Of, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge stat. I love numbers. I love stats. I love stuff like that. So to be a part of Tom Brady, like, oh, just I, we could talk. I mean, we're, we're going to close down here in a second. But to be a part of something like that was, it was special. It was special. So. Yeah, pretty, pretty incredible. And it, it, it took a while. It's still taking a while to just kind of, <laughs> you know, from that game. It's just oh, incredible. Yeah, so it was. But Neil, uh, any, any last thoughts before we? Uh, I think I think I said earlier. I was like last night with the uh, with the Monday night game. I we're recording this Tuesday night, so I'm at Monday night. You're listening this Wednesday, so mistake I made there. But yeah, hopefully your fantasy teams are in playoffs coming up this week that's uh, i hope i hope you are hope you're competing if not look ahead to next year you got you got next year you got a lot of years ahead of you a lot of good years hopefully for some fantasy football but 
whether or not you're in it. Hopefully had a fun year playing fantasy. And uh, yeah, Neil, any, any closing remarks? Yeah, same. Enjoy, enjoy the playoffs. If you're in it, if for some reason you still got another week and you're, you're going to week 17, then hopefully you can make it in that league. But uh, if not, then enjoy your playoff week. And if you're not in it, like Travis said, uh, there's always next year. I mean, you never know. You could draft the right guys, and they all get hurt. So uh, it's just <laughs> this is how fantasy football goes. But I certainly am going to enjoy a nice week off of fantasy in one of my leagues, <sighs> which will be great. Uh, and uh, but uh, yeah, it was a great week of football, and I'm excited for next week. So yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks everyone for listening. We will be back Saturday again, talking about the week 14 or week 15, week 15 predictions. Have a great week. Uh, we'll see you again on Saturday. Yeah, see you guys.